welcome back to my podcast, Life as a Single Christian Mom. I want to welcome those of you joining me for the very first time. My name is Madeline, and during these podcasts, I'll be talking about life experiences and things that have happened, and also giving advice on what this journey has looked like. So welcome back, everyone. I am super excited. I cannot um, contain my joy right now. I'm so happy. Um, But before we get started, go ahead and grab your favorite mug. I have my faith it till you make it because I feel like and my faith shirt because I feel like that is the the journey that we are on today is literally faithing it. Um, But I'm so excited. Uh, This week has just been such an amazing week. Like I said before, I love to give you guys a rundown on what my week looks like because you guys are family. But this week was amazing, just spending time with the boys, and I had some amazing women over on Thursday for our um, core group meetup, which was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, but we are here today, and today we're going to be talking about finances. So like I said, go get your mugs, get get your coffee, your water. We have, we have, I have my tea, and my special guest here has some coffee <laughs> life happens coffee helps yeah i haven't faith until you make it because boy when i tell you lord we are just riding the wave <laughs> we're riding the wave but today we're going to be talking about finances ladies 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 guys you can totally listen on today's podcast we are going to be talking about finances i don't think for one second that god created me or you just to pay bills and die and i also don't think that God just wants us living paycheck to paycheck. I don't think for one second that that's what his original intent for us was. Today I have a very special guest. I wanted to bring someone who I personally know who is well-equipped and can tell you a thing or two about finances. She was literally walking in debt to now walking in freedom. My beautiful and very pregnant friend Marissa is here. Although she is not a single mom, she was raised by a single mom and uh, was able to see uh, from that point of view of being a child and growing up in that poverty and how that has shifted and molded her life today. Um, I believe a lot of the times as single moms, we count ourselves out and, and we put that roadblock that we can't buy a house or we can't buy that car or we get frozen by what um, our income is and knowing that we we can manage it all. So without further ado, my friend Marissa is here. So if you want to say hello. Hello. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about you? I know I gave the introduction, but do you want to say a little bit about you and just anything that, that you want to say? Um, yeah, so I... <laughs> this is her first time, y'all, so I can't wait. I'm excited. Let's go for it. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a breather. Go for it. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. So Marissa, this is her first time, and just like we know, it's very nerve-wracking your first time for anything you do. So my friend Marissa is very much pregnant. She is about to have her third beautiful baby. Beautiful, beautiful baby. She has two little boys, uh, Aiden and Grayson, and she has her amazing husband i'm telling you like amazing man of god and they have they met when did you guys meet we met back in 2009 wow and um he kind of courted me from there and then we 
Got married in 2011. Here we are in 2022. Wow. So you guys been married 11 years. 11 years. That's wild. That's wild. So you, how long were you raised by a single mom your whole life or how did that play out? Um, so my mother and father were like together back and forth a lot, um, when I was younger and I think I was around the seventh grade when my dad finally like just dipped out. Um, but for the most part, he was a truck driver. So my mom was always at home handling it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. And when do you feel, did you at that age being a little girl have a concept about money yet? Because I feel like for me being a child, like... I don't want to say that my parents weren't rich because they weren't rich, you know, but I think, I mean, we didn't grow up in poverty, but I think that poverty mindset was very much there because a lot of times I'd be like, you can't get that. You can't buy that. We don't have money. Don't ask for it when we go to the store. Like I'm very blessed and, and thankful. Like for us, we were able to like do vacations and things like that, but it was a very poverty mindset. I didn't know that then, but looking back, yes. You know, so do you feel like it was, I think in a Latin culture or in culture in general, we don't really talk finances with adults. Mm-hmm. Like it's just something you never ask your parents how much they make or, That's right. you know, we don't, it's just something that we're not allowed to ask. It's so yeah. taboo, which is crazy to me because I'm like, I'm all about educating people. You know, you got a question. I'm, 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 I'm bad in the aspect of if you ask me how much I make, I'll tell you. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm just open like that. But, um, it's funny that you say that because I'm very like, don't ask me how much I make. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm not going to talk numbers with you. I like, think, I get like, how dare you, you know? <laughs> I think, I think I'm very, uh, like if, if you're doing it to be nosy, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, see yeah, right yeah. through that and the be discernment, like, yeah. business. but for the most part, if it's, if I'm sitting down with a sister or a friend and they like, you know, how much do you make? I'll tell them and not out of pride either, you know, yeah, yeah, it's for just sure. never been that thing for me, but I'm just so open with finances and stuff. I think there's power in, in education, honestly. And I feel like if people were to just be open with each other, then a lot of us wouldn't be in debt. You know, we don't know how to manage our finances. Correct. And I think that, again, some of us get so, especially, I'm going to speak for the single moms, and I'm not speaking for all of us, but I just definitely feel like when you're by yourself, you forget, like, you know, like God is your provider. And I think that a lot of us don't want to admit to that, you know, because he's not a physical person. Like, you know how you can count on your husband. Like that's the same way that us should be. I mean, all of us, you know, but specifically single moms should be saying, well, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. You know, even if you are married, like I definitely feel like you can go to the Lord and say, God, you know, that bill is due on the 10th. <laughs> it's the 8th, you know, and we got things to, to, to pay here. But um, before we move forward even more, I wanted to say, do you guys remember many times I would talk about that friend who did not like me? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out who that friend is, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend. This is, I'm telling you, that's why, like, if you look at the people around in your life right now, who God is bringing, who God is removing. If you just allow God to be the leader in your relationships, in your life, in your finances, in your decisions, he will literally work everything out for good because I've talked about Marissa before. I've never said her name, but this is her, the friend who who we had our issues 10, 11 years ago and God literally turned it all around and we're here today and, and 
honestly, like this last two years, right? Pretty much two years, the growth that has happened and just things that we've learned from each other, family, doing family life together, doing, you know, the church, you know, it's not even a building, but the church community and all these things, these kingdom connections is just so powerful. Like I literally just thought about that. Like, like wow, now we're on a podcast together. <laughs> now we're on a podcast together. It's so wild. God is so good. But um, how I wanted to ask you some questions because I wanted to just um, get a little um, background and just have you open and give some tips to these men and women who are listening today. So the first question is, how long were you in debt for? My whole entire adult, adult life, I feel, honestly. Really? Yeah, well, I got with Joe, and the moment I started working and dating Joe is her him, husband. Joe is my husband. <laughs> um, the moment I started working and dating him, um, I don't know if it was because I was young and trusting, but we put our finances together from the get-go. Oh, wow. We were dating. How we long were, were you guys dating? Okay, so it's I met him when I was 16 in church, and the Lord told me I was going to marry him, and I said no. I said absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, we can relate to when that brother goes like, "You my wife," and you're like, uh-uh. "The Lord did not no. reveal that to me." <laughs> so, yeah, we met in church, and then um, I stayed away from him for about a year. So Whoa. when I turned seventeen, he went in for surgery, and I thought he was gonna die. It was oh it was hernia surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh. milked it. He milked it. Yeah, oh he was hurting, gosh. and he just needed comfort. So, yeah, we started writing letters back and forth and texting each other. And then from there, it just turned into him courting me for a year, dating for a year, and then married after that. Wow. Yeah. And you automatically, from the moment you guys were dating, put your finances together. Like, yeah. whose idea was it? Mine. Really? Yeah. I know. Wow. I just, well, I, I came from a very sheltered place. Like, my mother didn't teach me. I don't even think my mom has a bank account now. Oh, my she's goodness. 51, you know? Um, well, I think that's that old school it's mentality, that old school. too. Yeah, it really is. It's just Latin, Latin culture. She's so heavy in Latin culture, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Not to shame it or anything. No, for it's sure. It's just very sheltered, very, you know. Yeah, um, things that you don't talk about, and that's and it. Cash. Yeah, pay in cash. My mom is totally like that. You know? Like, she, you know, she learned that in order to get things, you have to have a bank account. You have to mm-hmm. have money in the bank. So she literally is like, I take all my money out and then mm-hmm. put it in for what I need. And I'm just like, you know um but so he just taught me you know because my husband's white um so they do everything completely different and he just taught me about having a bank account because he had one since he was 14 and oh you wow know, um paying bills and stuff like that so i started wow. with him i was like his little finance chick i was just like oh you've got all this debt i can't marry a man who has debt you need to pay this off <laughs> and you were like 16 oh yeah telling him that oh yeah oh my god yeah no i managed his stuff i was like i'm not marrying you if you have debt so so what so to pause you right there what made you realize like i know how to manage money but you know what i'm saying like we did you weren't taught that so 
what piqued your interest in that? You know what I'm saying? I think it is it called economics in high school? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. My economics teacher was oh, wow. like credit score. Yeah, yeah. And like all of that and debt is bad. And yeah, so yeah. I think I really pulled from that and I'm such a numbers person. It just resonated with me. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That, yeah, because I think my teacher, my senior year, Mr. Bedell was his name and he was just like, if he ain't got the right credit, he ain't for you. <laughs> and that, like, literally, like, and I didn't understand, I didn't understand, you know, what that meant, but filling out things for college, I was just like, what is this? What is that? Like, that's another, you know, talk yeah. for another day about, like, college and whatever. But, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So that's kind of just where I got my toes wet, right? That was the question, like, um, the, but, um, yeah, so we just put our finances together and then just life happens, right? I fell into a good job and I made money and then that poverty mindset kind of just set in. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I have money, so I'm going to buy what I want when I want. Exactly. That's what I feel got me in trouble too in the very early stages. And I think that sometimes I could get in trouble with that too, but I think I'm more careful now because two kids later you learn a thing or two, you know what I'm saying? And, th- you know, the journey that we've been on this last two years, you know, um, but it, you learn. Like, I think of being at 20, making that much money, 21, making that much money, and then you'd be completely reckless, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Like, you just don't, I'm a, I, you know what the mindset is? I worked for it. I worked, so I earned it. Yeah. Without literally disciplining yourself, which mm-hmm. I admire you for that because Marissa is so <laughs> look at her she's like i'm not buying that doesn't fit the budget i'm like (laughs) the budget (laughs) what's that word you know but again these are things that we're gonna break and we're gonna talk about today and i've gone to marissa before about like well how do you pay credit cards you know not that i have this huge credit card debt you know i think my debt for credit cards probably like 15 i'll be honest and transparent like maybe 1500 you know 1800 but still i don't want any debt you know like and i feel like i've gone to her and saying well how do you what's best you know um the next question when did you realize oh snap i gotta make a change like when you were that heavy in debt like what was that if you don't mind sharing what was that heavy number where you were like oh my god like here i am and here are the numbers and do i have enough money like what was run us through that process so me and my husband have always taken um pretty much taken turns on who runs the books and you can always imagine I mean, not to throw my husband under the bus because he knows we love you, the Joe. truth. I love my husband. <laughs> we love you, but, Joe. But um, he's just a free spirit. So um, it started with me getting him out of debt, us getting married, and then him taking over the finances, or me taking over the finances, we're good. He takes him over, we're in debt. I take him over, we get out of debt. And then this last time when we had my son. Um, I Which had one? A, my first son, Aiden. Aiden. He's seven. He'll be seven this year. But... um. With him, um, I was part-time. I didn't have short-term disability, so I make the most money in the relationship. And just going out of work and still spending like we had money, but I wasn't making money. And then, um, you know, totaling a car, buying another car, going upside down. So the 
holy jamoli moment was when we overdraft one week and I'm like, you know what happens? Everybody overdrafts every once in a while. Yeah, right? it's normal. It happens. It's it happens okay. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, overdraft the next time, the next week. And I looked at my husband and I said, how are we overdrafting when I make, we make so much money? Exactly, exactly. I think that was the moment I was like, step aside. I got to see what's going on because my, oh my husband... Gosh. My, bless his heart, you know, I, like I said, I come from a poverty mindset, so it's like, if I want it, I'm going to have the best. I don't want anything until I want something. Correct. That's Marissa. Me too. Yeah. I like when I want something, it's something big, you know, like my next big. So the next purchase that I want to make that it's like a big purchase and maybe for somebody it's not a big purchase, but I really want a Louis Vuitton bag. Really? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Like for Maddie, because I feel like I, you know, everything that, I, okay, this home for me and the boys, obviously you need a home, you know, you need a car, like all those things you need. And when I buy things for the boys, I'm like, okay, buy it. But to like splurge on something for me that I don't need, but just want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a big person. Like, I don't, I don't care about the travel and this and that, whatever, you know, but like something that's like for Maddie that I can use, that's like my little thing. But then I can't justify spending that much money. So I buy something else, you yeah. know, like, so I don't know. That's like my guilty. Yeah. 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 Like big purchase that I want, but don't want to spend, you know, does that make sense? But yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, she finally made it. She's got her. Little I name. know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? So take us through. So you took that moment. So you came to the realization that you're somebody who's like, I worked for it. I got it. I bought it, whatever, you know, but that can get you in trouble mm -hmm. because you didn't have the discipline. Mm -hmm. So what was the moment that you were like, okay, let's reel it in. You know, I think I, so like I, okay. So I did, I did Dave. Um, I'm Dave-ish. <laughs> For those of you who know Dave Ramsey or don't know Dave Ramsey, he's a financial guru, guru in like the Christian community. But that's essentially the um, tools we use to get out of debt. But he has a saying that, uh, what is your, um, your, how does he say it? Um, did you guys do the Financial Peace University? I didn't do the Financial Peace University, but I did get the book and I like, listen to it yeah, yeah. in one sitting doing laundry yeah so you know it's like what is your sick and tired moment like yeah you know and my moment was overdrafting twice and being like i don't understand right so i sat down and i put the numbers on paper and it just kind of hit me like a brick like yeah eighty nine thousand dollars eighty nine thousand dollars but that's not even the amount we paid off we paid off up to a hundred thousand considering what? interest and we were still spending money, so it was really? like I would pay a credit card off for like $2,000, but we'd go on a cruise for like $2,000. No way! So we could have been out of debt so much faster, but yeah, the the number that I had was $89,000 and some change. Is the 89000 in credit card debt or 89000 in what debt? It was everything. Are you serious? Everything. That was like, including my car, which was like 24000 but still, that's like I know, fifty something I know, thousand dollars. I know. Don't, don't tell me. I you know. know. We had like three thousand dollars in I cell know. phones. We had, you know, 
five thousand dollars on a credit on a like personal loan. I wanted my kitchen renovated, so I got my kitchen renovated. <laughs> I didn't like, know that, really. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I got my kitchen renovated. And my husband's like, I don't know how we're gonna do this. We don't have any money. I said, you better go get a personal loan or something because I want my kitchen. You either really? buy me a new home or you get me a kitchen renovated. Really? But yeah, it was just acting in that entitlement. But it, it's good though that you did. Yeah, I mean it the worked kitchen, off. Yeah. yeah, in the long sell run. Sell it for more. <laughs> exactly. Didn't know that when <laughs> I was drowning. <laughs> exactly, right? You don't see it. Yeah, so that was just kind of it. And, you know, um, I'm coming from a place of, like, high anxiety. Correct. Right? So I, I'm breaking those chains. But, I'm you out. know, Marissa, back in 2018 when I started my financial, our financial journey, I couldn't breathe. Wow. I literally could not breathe. I would go mm. to work stressed. I told my husband, I said, if I lose my job, we're going bankrupt. So I want to pause you right there. Do you feel at that time your relationship with God wasn't as strong? Who was God? Wow. There you go. Yeah. No. And it's crazy because... And you grew up in the church. I like was, I want to remind yeah, y'all, she no. grew up in the church and... And yeah. still you had that moment, you know, like we all go through those moments. Cause I've talked about this before y'all with y'all about, I grew up in the church and then for me, I was living in the world very wild, you know? And then I think for you hearing you actually say like, you know, you were in your biggest amount of debt and you didn't seek to God, you know what I'm saying? So that is just, but now, you know, your relationship is so much stronger. I mean, I've seen you growing in the Lord and I just can't wait to see where he takes you next. But just to see, I didn't, you know, her and I weren't friends four years ago, five years ago, you know, we weren't friends like that. We knew each other. We've, I've known Marissa for 11 years now, you know, or going on 12, something like that. Right. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's wild. But, um, yeah, five years ago we weren't talking. So just to hear this side, I'm just like in awe, you know, just to see like you totally distant. So, yeah, I just think we serve such a good God who's just so gracious and loving. Like he sees us at the finish line, like he's already there. So the journey to us is, is like new. Yeah. So the crazy thing, like she said, I wasn't in, like I was, we met in church lot there but we end up not going to church for a very long time and mm -hmm. get caught up in the the you know working. in them streets like exactly I say. <laughs> like she says caught up in, in them, them streets, streets. <laughs> yeah but we were caught up in them bars because we were married right so uh another they were in the streets together <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but just being blind to it just getting what i want get us getting what we want when we want it right but um like when we finally, I had my children, I felt that drive. Like I feel like in church nowadays, there's a lot of pouring into children and then pouring into the youth and then what college and career. At least that's where I come from in my yeah. church. It's like what college and career, you know, it falls away there. And then it's like those families come back with their children and the Correct. cycle begins again. Correct. I feel like there's this like missing link. So that's kind of what happened. We got lost in college and career. Me and my husband chose to do the workforce. And that's what we were doing. So we fell away there. But um, yeah, so God is so gracious. When I finally had my children, I started going back to church because I wanted them to know God. Mm -hmm. He, I think it was the first or second time back to church, he drops the name Dave Ramsey. And I was like, who's that? It, yeah. was, it wasn't, it was like a brief plug from the pastor and that was it. And I was like, okay. 
Um, and then the name got brought up again. And then when I'm faced with these numbers, you know, I'm like, okay, so Dave, I don't know who this Dave is, but I just hit the internet because there's so much information there and I Googled it and I'm wow. like, okay, you know, thank God for Audible because yeah, I just yeah. put that book, downloaded it and listened to he it has and podcasts. I was on fire. Yeah, that I oh, love. Yeah. I love listening yeah, to every his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to all of them. That yeah. was, yeah. So, I don't know. So you plugged in, you plugged into that, and then that's pretty much how it took your it took the steps from there. Yeah. So how my question next to you is, where is the best place to start? Because where did you start? Like, you know, I know that Dave has the baby steps and all this, and you need the. I believe his first step is a thousand dollars emergency fund. I can't, I can't remember. You know exactly how the chain is but i know he talks about that what were your steps like what can you share to somebody here who's listening like what were your steps that you took and something that looking back you're like this is where you should start avoid doing this way you know what i'm saying i think we all need to start with realizing we have a problem put the plastic down oh that's good right put the plastic down that's a whole (laughs) that's a whole word (laughs) that's a whole word step away from it yeah i know just really realizing where you are and just the um the immense like i don't know what i'm trying to say like the immensity is that a word like i think so but what are you I mean, just realizing your situation, like truly stepping back and seeing the situation you're in and mm. realizing you need help and, and asking for help, right. And getting educated, mm. you know, you, you have to stop what you're doing. You have to break the cycle. You have to say, okay, I'm not going to do it. You have to like literally say no to self. I'm not going to buy it. I don't need it. You know, as you're speaking to, I feel like somebody needs to um, here, do not be ashamed of where you are in your finances. No, like this, this, um, the conversation we're having today is simply that just conversation. And hopefully there is a tip that you can listen to, but there is no shame in where you are. And one thing that for LASCM is I want what, and I've said it before, what good would I be to you guys if I'm gatekeeping and I refuse to gatekeep on knowledge that I know on people that I know and just things that I know. Um, so yeah, so do not feel, um, ashamed, you know, like this is where you are and that's okay. Like we all have, we all have a story, you know, and, and I don't want to say it is what it is. Cause that feels like those so nonchalant, but honestly, like you have your mistake and that's okay. Like there is a way up, like you don't have to stay down because I feel like when you're in that debt too, like, um, Satan loves to play yeah. with your mind so much. You and really feel like you can't get out. Yeah. yeah I feel like a suffocating. Yeah. 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 But, um, no, it, that's like she said, that is so, so a lie. Like, like once you realize what you've done, then you can only move forward from there. Like, Amen. you know, I, when we, when we got into debt, it was scary. You know, I had those chains. I couldn't breathe. If I lost my job, the stress, I had so much stress. I couldn't be there for my family. I was physically ill because I was a slave to all these people I owed. Exactly. And you it know? says it in the word, like you'll be in debt to the, to the lender. And that's not, yeah. that's not what we want. You know, no. that's not, we rebuke that, you know, we're not, we 
are daughters and sons of a king of the most high, you know, and I believe that why not if he created wealth, if he created, you know, these beautiful houses and these nice luxurious things, it's not about putting that as an idol. I think the problem is when we put that as an idol, you know, but I don't, like I said in the intro, like, I don't think that God wants us living like this paycheck to paycheck. And I think that a lot of Christians, like, like the old school, like, I'm doing, I'm living in God's will if I'm living below my means and suffering, that long suffering. And I think that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he, why would God want us to live like that? Like, doesn't he love us? Why would he want us to live like, like in a constant fear? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, like it's going to overdraft and oh my goodness, you know, like, and things happen. I get it, you know, but not living with that fear. So um, so where would you recommend like a good place to start aside from, um, saying like, I have a problem. This is like, so coming to the realization, admitting it, you know, Yeah. what, so, what was the next step that you took? So it was literally like his snowball. Um, not, um, Dave's uh, snowball yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting from the smallest debt, honestly, just tackling the smallest thing, not getting overwhelmed by the 89,000, but looking at everything and smaller right so i think the smallest you know debt we had was like um i don't know we'll just say just some random medical bill for 85 Mm dollars. so that's where i'm going to start i'm going to pay that 85 dollars, right so you're going to take that money and you're going to roll it into the next thing and just it's literally eating an elephant one bite at a time not looking at the whole picture and getting overwhelmed but just literally taking it day by day, dollar by dollar, that $5 you would have spent on coffee, you know, yeah, yeah. put it towards a credit card, Yeah, you know, and then, then eventually you build momentum, right? And I understand some people are so heavy in debt that they don't have extra money at the end of the week, right? But that's where you get creative. You, I literally had my family eating on $20 a week. I know. I remember Marissa did tell me that um, she was like, we have a budget of 20 bucks and I <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her. I mean, I admire you. I admire you because I'm like, Lord, there is no way on your God given green earth that anybody could survive on twenty dollars. But it's possible. You did it. I did it. You did it. You did, did it. it. That that goes to show you that it doesn't matter the amount of income that you make. That when you really want. Um, to get down and achieve that goal. And that's, you guys were very, um, disciplined, like, yeah. disciplined when it came to that. So it was $20 and that's awesome. That's so good. So it was $20. You tackled the budget of yeah. saying, and just, you know, I, I feel like having a planner, get a planner to where you can write down when things are due, how much it's due when you get paid, like be very, I'm very visual. Maybe that's just for me, but I feel like if you have it in front of you, like Madeline always says, write down the vision. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I started with, I'm going to change my family tree. Like I want to do this, not for myself, not to get out of debt just for me, but for my children. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to grow up in this. I want them to be educated. So it was just writing down that declaration to myself and my family. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to change my family tree. I can do this. I will do this no matter how long it takes. Mm Amen. And then going from there and then getting a, a something to keep everything down. I had notebooks on notebooks. I, I wrote budget after budget, um, and I, I just had it in front of me. And it was so nice to be able to cross off, yeah. you know, 
at the end of every month something that I paid off. That's I literally so had a total of debt every month. I would start with this is what I owe A to Z and then total it. And then the next month I'd have A to Y, yeah. total it. And it just slowly seeing the progress. Now, if you're doing everything, you're not keeping track, you're not going to get motivated. You're exactly. Gonna be, you're going to get so discouraged. It took two years to get out of debt. Like two wow. hard years of being disciplined, of saying no to friends, of saying no to my kids. Like, because back before we were getting out of debt, my kid would start screaming. I didn't know why he was screaming. I'm like, get in the car, I'm getting you McDonald's. Exactly. They're six dollars and I'm exactly. gonna stop and get myself something. Or being in Walmart, throwing a tantrum, here's a toy. I know. Just be There's quiet. There's thirteen dollars you know? on the yeah. drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's, we self-soothe a lot with buying things. So I feel like that's just something that you eventually deal with. And not only that self-soothing too, but I think we, in our minds, because I know I'm guilty of it, justifying that purchase. Like, mm -hmm. well, you know, I've been doing so good, so why not? That's like mm -hmm. when you're on a weight loss journey, like for me, at least I'll say it, you know, like when I want that, you know, Cold Stone ice cream with extra fudge and peanut butter and cookie dough. <laughs> like that I'm like well I did work out very hard yeah. this week you know I can you know have xyz when in reality I should still be disciplined you know and I think that's with anything like having the discipline and the drive like how bad do you want it at the end of the day um also my question to you is did you guys in that time frame um go on a vacation I know you said no but did you pick up another job? Did your husband pick up, do another job? Like was, or did you guys stay the same jobs, you know, and work from there? Oh, so like our shovel to debt income yeah. <laughs> ratio. Yeah. Um, I think I ended up getting full time. I okay. was part time. I eventually got full time. Okay, good. Um, and then I think that um, our work was allowing us to pick up overtime. So I was working overtime. Joe ended up getting a different job and he was working as much as possible. Good. So yeah, we did. We literally, I I mean, we were cutting corners and trying to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So he was pretty much your accountability partner. Like, who do you think struggled a little bit more? Was it you or Joe? And that is such a hard question. It, uh, because, okay, so he's gotten so much better because he was like a microtransaction kind of a person, you know? And if I wanted something, he would, you know, give it to me. I want to eat out. He'd be like, okay. So he just is like, okay. Yeah. Okay, man. Which I know I love. he is. He is. Um, He's so awesome. But as as it went on, it was like he ended up spending less because he knew everything was going through my filter. <laughs> but then I would sneak pens every once in a while. I'd sneak that like five dollar notebook that I just had to have for the finances. Oh my gosh. You know. So funny. Um. If I if we were going to go out and eat. I'd be like, we have an extra $20 this week. Let's go out and eat. So yeah, yeah. I feel like in the beginning he was the problem. And now later on, it's like, I'm the budget person. So let's just. I'm proud of you that you couldn't admit that. Yeah, no, we're still saying? working on it. We're I'm still working on it. I'm proud of you. That's, that's the importance of having both of you guys. I mean, if you're married or, you know, having everybody sit down and be a part of the budget. Yeah. Or even if, again, if you're not married, have that friend that you can like honestly trust you know and you know for sure they're not in debt or maybe that you both are in debt and you want to come together but i think having that buddy system mm -hmm. you know 
um, obviously having God as the main source and going to him. But if you physically need somebody to talk to, get that one good friend if you're not married. Because I think, again, that God did not intend for this life to be done alone. He created us. You know, and I've talked about this, the vertical and horizontal, you know, so us directly to him. And then he puts people in our lives. I'm sure that there's somebody, there has to be somebody in your life that you can say, okay, this, you know, I want to hear the steps or what did you do? Or how did you overcome this or whatever? Like, you know, or ask God to bring them to you. That's what I feel too. If I don't have somebody in my life and I want something, I'm like, Lord, can you please keep bringing the kingdom connections and remove the people who don't need to be in my life you know um so that's a good prayer to pray um how do you keep yourself in check now or how did you keep yourself in check i think that's a double um so i feel like we have to be very realistic with everything and know that we don't live in a black and white world and we go through seasons amen Amen. Now she keeps saying I'm not in debt, but we never we're not 100% Dave Ramsey. Now, if you guys don't know who he is, that's your homework. I'm not gonna sit here and pitch his stuff. Just know it's a very good tool. You guys go YouTube, amazing Dave Ramsey. Your mind's gonna be blown. He's gonna connect all those pieces that aren't connecting right now for you guys. But just knowing that, like I said, we don't live in this bubble. Um, and we go through seasons. Amen. Amen. In every aspect of your Everything. life. Everything. In being a single mother to dating to marriage. Like, I've been married for 11 years, and sometimes my husband is just my friend. <laughs> and it don't mean that I don't love him. It doesn't mean we don't sleep in separate beds. It just means sometimes I need you to be my friend, and I don't need all these kisses and hugs. So that's the same thing with finances. Like, Madeline said she has about 15 right now we're we're about fifteen hundred dollars in debt too but i'm saving i could exactly. pay it off if i needed to exactly i'm saving i'm in the middle of having a baby yeah. we just bought a house we were furnishing stuff we came out of a season of being disciplined i'm not here to choke my family and make them hate and rebel exactly so we're kind exactly. of like fluctuating you know flowing and right now we're in an off season where we're just focusing on our family you know mommy has cravings so we're going to go get that pizza and mommy wants it exactly let's go to exactly let's go to blaze exactly and a lot of birthdays and stuff like that so just being graceful to yourself honestly yeah. And I think that's where the trusting comes in because I too came out of that season. You know, we were both in that season of savings. We're both homeowners now. We're both like, we were in that season of like, I can't buy this. I can't buy this. I can't do this. I can't, you know, and penny pitch. You were more penny pitching <laughs> than me, you know, because I was still living on the little wild side, you know, when it came to that swiping, you know, not putting the plastic down. But um, I was very in that season of just like, like I so focused on that goal. And now that that goal has been reached, I've been very lax and now starting the business, you know, with the shirts, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you because there has been those weeks where I'm just like, he's telling me, trust me. You know what I'm saying? He's telling me purchase this. He's telling me, you know, and I, for me, this is don't take Maddie's advice, you know, take the Lord's advice. But when he tells me, do this, sell this, you know, take this, I I have to, you know? And that's where literally that trusting, again, just like you said, it's seasons, you know? It's not always going to be, you know, living on the bare minimum, but you will be in overflow. 
but I'm in that season right now where I'm literally just trusting the Lord. Like this math ain't nothing, but you told me to do this and I'm going to do this, you know? And it's literally, again, I think about what you said where you were five years ago, not trusting the Lord when you were in debt. Maybe do you feel like if you would have trusted him, things would have been, you would have had a little bit alleviated stress, right? Maybe. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. I think that that just. Is... I think I think me having debt is trust in the Lord now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because there you go. I am so obsessive compulsive. We're breaking that too. We're breaking all these. We're titles. breaking the chains. We're That's breaking right. the titles. But yes, I am so a type. Like I can easily sit back and say I got us out of debt because I was diligent and I sat down and did the budget. But that is. So a lie like God gave me the tools the business plan yeah he gave me you know the the things to do he gave yeah. me the downloads the strategies the strategies exactly and and me stepping back and being like Lord I can't obsess over this money and I just need to be okay with where we're at is trusting him because exactly. the human part of me wants to be like, we're going back to that $20 a week. I know. It's that scarce mentality. It is that poverty, poverty mindset. Mind- exactly. Poverty mindset. Poverty mindset. Just going back to like, cause let me tell you, we had a lot of money saved. We, we sold the house to buy another house and we had extra money and to go from having this large savings to nothing it can be frightening, but when I know that the mortgage is coming up, I'm like, Lord, now I'm not being irresponsible. I'm working. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not like this. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. In, and I'm just not, sitting yeah. down and, and pretending God's going to do it. But I'm not being crazy about it. Correct. Like, Correct. we're not going out because we have to pay the mortgage and we need all this money and savings. Like, I'm squirreling money away every once in a while. I'm just very lax. I'm very, I'm trusting God. And when, and trust me, when you get closer with God, he'll be like, listen, you're getting out of control. You need to bring it back. Was, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where it's at. I kind of know after a long time of budgeting too, when I need to reel it back. Exactly. It's getting a little out of control. We're reaching X amount. Like we need to just bring it back. Exactly. Tackle what we have exactly. and then live life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And in that time when you were coming out of debt, did you finally, was your relationship building more with God too? Because I know that you said you heard of Dave Ramsey in the church. Mm-hmm. Now that you're coming out of debt more and more and more and the numbers are clearing up, do you feel like your relationship was getting stronger with the Lord yes. too? Like, so I feel like this is the perfect plug because Madeline asked me to find a verse for you lovely women and men who are listening. And it's just this life verse that I've always had. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11. And he says, He made everything beautiful in its time. Mm. He has also set eternity in the hearts, in human hearts. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Verse 12 says, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. And it's just knowing that he's going to make it full circle. He's going Amen. to make everything beautiful in its time. Like she said, there is no shame in where you are. It's your testimony. It's reality. It's life. We live in a fallen and broken world. But God is so good. He's going to turn it around. And you're going Amen. to have these things and literally just blossom and bloom from it, you know. Amen. That's perfect. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that. 
I love that. Um, and that's, that goes in perfect for my next question that I was going to say. Is there anything you want to say to the women? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you feel like it's just a good tip? Like here, you know, um, anything that you're, any, I don't know, whatever the Lord is telling you, whatever you feel. Um, there's no shame in where you are. Amen. There's no shame in, um, in any of this. Like, we are all human. We are all people. We all cry. We all laugh. We all smile. And it's money in the end of the day. Exactly. Right? And it shouldn't be this thing that grips you with fear like it did me or my family. If you feel overwhelmed, find that community that can help you. If if it, you're feeling that tugging on your heart, cry out to the Lord for mm. knowledge and wisdom. And he will provide. He doesn't Amen. want you to live in this poverty mindset. He doesn't want you to live in fear. He doesn't want you to be a slave to money. Exactly. And I just feel like as you get out of debt. And I said that because she asked, uh, what was your question before? Do you remember? Um uh, how did you your, your self check like check yourself um it was just literally bringing it back to the lord how's my relationship been with the lord i think it was oh yeah like one um, so just that verse it was like as as that no longer became an idol in my life no longer became a stronghold in my life the lord was able to just literally be more of a focus in my life, mm. realizing why I was acting out in fear, mm. why I was spending money the way that I was spending it. It was because I had a hole in my heart, one that I was trying to fill. And down here in the footnotes, it says, God has set eternity in the human heart. That means that we can never be completely satisfied with earthly pleasures and pursuits because we are created in God's image. We have a spiritual thirst, and that's what it wow. was. I was spending so much money chasing happiness, chasing this thing that was going to fill that hole inside me. And when the Lord finally delivered me from that debt, and I could finally breathe, I could finally step back and be like, Lord, like I was, I was doing this out of out of brokenness. Yeah. I was yeah, yeah. spending money out of brokenness. I was trying to buy my happiness. I was, mm. you know, that's what I said earlier with my kids screaming and stuff. It was just easier to just put a band-aid on the problem instead of being like, why are you crying? Exactly. Like getting down on their level and being like, can I help you? Can exactly. I be a mother to you instead of being that parent that I had growing up? Like here, I did this for you. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because I think that one of the things for me, like my mom would say to us, well, I love you. I bought this for you. You know what I'm saying? And again, living in that poverty mindset, so it gets thrown back in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm working so hard and, you know, I just spent all this for this and this is how you're going to act or blah, 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 whatever. And I, I can agree to what you just said because there's been so many times I think out of that mom guilt too because mom guilt will get you. Mom guilt will get you in Sing the day. Oh real. my gosh, yes. Mom guilt is so real. I don't care if you're single, married, divorced, whatever your case is, like mom guilt is so real and you can literally say, you know, let me fix this by buying this and even if you don't have the money, you're like, well, let me give this to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, that's not love. Like God does. I mean, I know that 
like God wants us to be good, but I don't think God just says, here, shut up. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to give you. Oh, Maddie, you want your husband here? Shut up. You know, mm-hmm. like there is a process, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is the healing that comes. There's all these things that come. And I think that it's just so beautiful how you said that because you really don't realize like, um, just like where you, how you position yourself, you know, yeah. like it's so it's wild. Like, where is it coming from? Exactly. Why? Exactly. You know? Exactly, it's so good. And it's just like a lot of keeping up with the Smiths nowadays. You know, going oh, on Facebook yes. and Instagram, and you see everybody with all these things, and you're like, yes. I want to be like them. I want to yes. look like her. I want to dress like her. I want to have yes. the things she has. And it's like, but why? We need to find your value and stop looking at these people and trying to be better. Or, exactly, you know, be them or better than them. You, it's not what we're not called to be materialistic. Exactly, we're called to build these kingdom, you know, connections, these kingdom friendships and truly be beautiful on the inside. And, you know, money is, it's good and it's bad. It's just really, where do you put it and how do you yeah. use it? Yeah. And I, like one of the things like Marissa and I talk about, like in our, in our private conversations, you know, I tell her, I don't want to build this business for Maddie and her self-righteousness. You know, I literally could care less if God literally could, keeps me here. If this is the home that God keeps me in forever. That's cool. You know, but I want to do things for the kingdom. Like I want to be able to just, if I know that a single mom is starving and needs that extra 300, $500 for groceries, I'm not going to bat an eye, you know, but when you're in poverty, how can you help? You can't help. Like, your your heart may want to help you know but you can't bail somebody else you can't help somebody who's sinking when you too you're sinking you know what i'm saying like and we're not gonna be jack and rose here right from titanic yeah. <laughs> like you gonna drown baby but i'm gonna keep myself up like i don't want that like i want to be on that big ship to pull you up you know what i'm saying because it's not about self you know and selfishness it's literally for the kingdom mm-hmm. so I think that's so good, like how you said that, you know, and just, again, not idolizing your debt, not idolizing your money, and not being selfish either, because what good is it if you have no debt, and then, you know, you're hoarding, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm going to keep this for myself, you know, I think those are all checks, you know, you have to check your, your heart on all of that, you know, and go back to the Lord, and just ask him, like, how do you want me to steward this? Because I do believe for 120% that he wants us to be good stewards of our money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How we spend it and where we tithe, where we sold, where we, you know, and that could be with anything. That's not just a church building, but, you know, including with our time too, you know, those are all things that I think about. But is there anything else you want to say before I close this out? Because he did give me a verse that I want to um, share no, so just a basic overview, because I know we talk a lot, you and me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just having your moment, your oh my goodness moment, plan of action, breathing, you know, and then organization, community, um, and then just really doing a lot of self-diving and really looking at why you're acting the way that you're acting, and I think that it's all just a process that happens but seriously there's tools out there you can always reach out to maddie and she can put you in connection with me and i can help you but good i'm glad that you said that because i was actually going to say just now um i'm going to tag marissa (laughs) in my uh uh, ig facebook and all that for them to reach out to you because 
I do believe that you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge when it comes to yeah. finances, you know, and just how the plan of action. Like, I believe in my heart that you can set up a plan of action with these women and, and help them break, you know, yeah. break I know, through. I know this was a lot of, like, chit-chat back and forth and not, like, you know, um, X, Y, and Z, like yeah, a yeah. formula, but it's just good to just start by opening up the floor and being, like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be taboo. Correct. Like, we can talk about this. We can figure this out. No one's too far gone. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, first steps first, realizing. Second, tackling the... Um, just, um, yeah, so just realizing that you have a problem, plan of action, tackling, sitting down, writing, writing, you know, encouragement. Organizing. Yeah. Yeah. Getting all the, the steps, little by little, day by day. Start with the smallest first, you yeah. know? And just surrender it all cut to God. Cut the Netflix. Cut yeah. the Disney. You don't need them both. <laughs> exactly. Cut, pick, pick one. Right. Pick one. What are we going to do? I literally told my sisters, I think it was like two months ago, because it's three of us, like, okay, I'm going to pay for this. You're going to pay for that. Like, you're going to pay, because this is just too much right. over here, you know? But, um... Get a team. Uh, uh, my advice is just literally find that one friend, sister, person that, um, you know, go to the Lord first and say, hey, you know, who can I talk to about this? Because it is sometimes embarrassing and overwhelming and just all these emotions, you know, but, um, and, and go from there. But the verse that I wanted to share with you guys is Deuteronomy 28 verses 11 through 12. And it says, the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you uh, the lord will open the heavens the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season again hear that in season and to bless all the work of your hands you will lend to many nations but will borrow from none. Again, I want to declare that over you, that the Lord will open the heavens himself. He's going to open the heavens himself, the storehouse of his bounty, right? To send rain on your land. He's going to send the rain. He's going to send the overflow. He's going, he's going to send it on your land in season. Again, keyword in season. That's what Marissa, Marissa didn't know that I was going to talk this verse you know but she said it earlier in season we are in seasons so in season god is going to pour down like his blessings over you and to bless all the work of your hands you know and you will lend to many nations but when i borrow that's what we talked about earlier that we are not we're not borrowers you know what i'm saying i don't want to be that borrow because you're literally in debt to that you're literally a slave to that like you said earlier um, and the last one, I was hesitant to share this one, but I'm, I feel the pressing to share. And it's Proverbs 10, 4. And it says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And I think that's so important. And I think that that's not a verse to get offended because I'm not calling anyone here lazy. I'm not saying anything about anybody, but it says directly in Proverbs 10, 4, lazy hands make for poverty. So I think um, when I asked you earlier, like, did you check yourself? How do you check yourself? Like, I think that's when we have to check ourselves, checking our hands, our hands, you know, checking ourselves, checking our hearts. Like, are we going to do the work? You, you, you said it earlier, you know, but 
God gave you the diligence, you know, God gave you the, the wisdom God gave you. And now you, you're creating the wealth, you know, you're creating, you know, breaking the generational curses, the generational mold from what you were used to and just allowing God. So lazy hands make for poverty. Um, sometimes it is putting in that work, you know, literally putting in that work. Maybe, you know what I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to pick up that overtime, you know, and get out of my own way and go to the Lord and say, this is, this is what I want, you know, and it says it in his word, but diligent hands bring wealth. So it will bring the wealth. All right, guys. So we are going to wrap this up. Um, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. We appreciate all of you, right? And we hope that you'll have a blessed week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and send this to anyone who may need to hear this for more of the daily dose of my life and also see my two beautiful little boys. Follow me on Instagram and see the face behind the voice. Go ahead and follow me on IG, life underscore with underscore Maddie underscore. Also follow me on LASCM.podcast on IG as well. And lastly, don't forget to check out our latest merch at www.lascmpodcast.com. Thank you guys and stay blessed. Thank you.